I want to teach this morning, and I say teach uh, specifically because I am, I am going to teach more than I'm going to preach. Um, but I want to talk on, on this topic of laws that govern faith. Did you know your faith is governed by certain things? Now, Dale, I'm going to call on you because I, I called you this morning, and, and uh, y'all know that I am not an electrician. I don't want to be an electrician because electricity will kill you. <clears throat> and so I have friends that are electricians, and I love them so much that I'll let them die for me. Okay? <laughs> so, no. so, so we're going to have a conversation. You, you want to come up so you can be seen? Come on. No. Yeah, no, no. So, so oh, you're going to help me. We're going to need a mic. But this is part of the message. Yeah, you're going to need a mic because Grand Jan said she can't hear you, so you're going to get a mic. No, you're not touching me with nothing. It's the first thing you ask you. You want me to bring some wire so I can show you? No, I don't need, I'm not a hands-on kind of guy when it comes to that. So, Dale, if you, uh, and I'm, gonna, I'm talking about faith and, and that faith is always there, okay? But there are things that govern faith for that to be released, much like electricity. Now, if I'm riding down the road, any of us ride down the road, and, and so we're going to make this simple because some of you don't know anything about house wiring, but going down the road, and you'll see a highline wire, and there's usually two, three, four wires and that, that's on top of a pole. Now, tell me what the, the top wire is. Is that the hot wire? That's the hot. That, and, and, and then the bottom is a neutral. A neutral. And so... If I grab the neutral wire, just if I'm hanging from the air, I guess I could do that, and I'm okay. No, the, the, the wire ain't going to break, but I'm okay. You can, you know. and, 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 and can, I, can I touch that top one? I got a ringing going on, fellas. It may be because we're close together. Okay. So it, it, if I grab that top one, if I'm just hanging from the air, am I okay? You're okay. I'm okay. Hold it up a little bit because Grand Jam wants to hear you. So I'm Okay. But now there's still a, a current electricity flowing through that. It's still hot, right? Yes, but it's got to go somewhere. All right, so, so could we say, that's kind of like, there's laws that say, I've got to do certain things for this electricity to, to, to be activated in my life. So for that electricity, go ahead. A path. That's good. So, so if I run that hot wire and that neutral wire to my house, like some of you have, some of, most everybody have electricity, right? Okay. So, so it comes in through a meter base. Right. Or, or something. Help me out here. I'm not an electrician. So it comes in, and then it's distributed through breakers, through wires in your wall. It comes into a transformer that brings it to a lower voltage to go to your house. Okay. So you can handle it. See, some of you can't even handle everything God got for you. So, so you, you, you come in, and then it uh, comes through your house, and you got breakers, and you, and you got outlets and lights. And breaker box distributes it. Okay, break, breaker box. And so, so if I go to that switch, and I do know this much, I think. So if I go to a light switch, and it's off, okay, there's a hot wire, hot wire. running to one side of that switch. Right. And there's this ground or neutral what okay what's my terminology there's another wire on the other side that's gonna be a hot wire. when i flip that switch because you connect it and the light's already got the neutral in it stays there 
That's right. You're tied together up in the ceiling. That's right. And then when the I... hot wire comes in through the switch. Yep. Close contact. And, and it, it goes to the lock. And so when I flip that switch on, that allows that to flow through that to that light, which gives us light. To whatever source. So you can say that this electricity is governed by some principles. You follow me? It's governed by some things that if I keep that light switch off, you're going to be in the dark. There's another principle. That says, if I bring it past my house, but I never connect it in through the breaker box or into the meter base, you, you can actually bring it to your house. Let me tell you this. You can bring it to your house, but never install the meter. Now, I'm talking about legal people. Okay. <laughs> I ain't always been saved. <clears throat> But you can bring it to your house. But if you don't put a meter that connects all these little prongs that will kill you, you can have electricity right there. And you can have the wiring in your house. It's available to you, but you don't have it connected. Am I making any sense? I'm going somewhere with this. So, so, so if we connect all the dots, if you will, and flip the switch on, we have lights. We have air conditioning, amen? Dale, you're such a good helper. You want to add anything right there? Because you're you, you, you like, man, you missed something. How you turn it on? That's it. <laughs> Get past Dale another hand. <laughs> Faith is much like this electricity. It's governed by things in your life, things that you do, don't do. Now, I want to tell you this. Faith is not a formula where you go one, two, three, and you can have something. That is not what I'm talking about. That's wrong preaching and teaching. I'm going to explain in a few minutes. Faith is always available to you. Do you believe that? You know, the Bible says that, that you are given a measure of faith. Anybody, anytime can say amen, okay? So you are giving a measure of faith. So you have faith, okay? It's at your house. Come on, it's in your here. But a lot of times we don't activate it, okay? And it's not that you can do, again, a formula and activate faith. It's a lifestyle. It's a thought process. It's the way you live that activates faith continually in your life. Uh, we look at Elisha and Elijah. It was a lifestyle, okay? And so, so let me start with this. Um, I am primarily going to be talking about healing this morning, okay? But I want you to understand it's, it's faith it opens up so much more than just, just healing, okay? And I'll, and I'll tell you more about that in a minute. <clears throat> Um, let me say this. Faith can be called upon for a number of things. For lost loved ones to be saved. Okay. For, um, for your finances. You ever prayed for your finances? I pray for mine every day. Lord Jesus, please don't let the check bounce. Please, in Jesus' name. You know. You can pray for a job. You can pray for a, a, a job promotion. Uh, you can pray for healing. All of those things 
um, you can pray by faith, okay? So it's just not healing, but I'm going to stay on this topic of healing, so which will bring me to my first passage of Scripture, which you'll be on the screen, and uh, I'll try to repeat these as much if you're taking notes. And Guys, if you can, leave them up uh, as long as, Sabrina, if you can, as long as you can until I move to the next verse so maybe someone was writing these down because it's very important. Once you get this in your spirit, it'll, it'll change the way you view uh, your Christian walk and how God... Uh, can be activated in your life, okay? So 3 John chapter 1, verse 2 says this, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. That is very important. Jesus wants you to prosper, and I'm not a prosperity preacher, so don't go there. He wants you to prosper in all things and be in health. He wants you well. He wants you healed. He, he doesn't want you to be sick, guaranteed. Okay, and so that's uh, that's a if you will that's a a will of God that He wants you that away. But now, how many of us know that we're not all that away? In other words, we got something flowing to us. We just ain't got the switch on. <coughs> Amen. So, <clears throat> so what is faith? What is faith? That's this. We can quote the scripture, but it's one of those things that we really don't know. We talk about faith. Oh, release your faith. Well, where is it and what is it? I don't see it. What, what do I do to release my faith? What do I, what do, I do to get it? Where, what does it look like when I do get it? You know, you got all these kind of, well, what is faith? Well, let me give you the biblical definition, and we're going to talk about it a minute. So what is faith in Hebrews chapter 11? Uh, Hebrews chapter 11 is, uh, guys, I sound like I'm in a barrel. I know I sound beautiful to y'all, but it sounds like I'm in a barrel to me. <clears throat> so I don't know what that is. But uh, so Hebrews chapter 11 is, is considered the faith chapter, okay? It talks about a bunch of faith and things that happened. And, and uh, so you don't like me now. I can't hear me at all. Let me just cut you off. You don't like me? Boom. I love my son-in-law. He's awesome, right? <clears throat> so, so Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1 says this. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So it's, it's the substance of, of things that you're hoping for. Uh, if I'm hoping for, I don't have it. You follow me? If I'm hoping for it, I don't have it. If I got it, I ain't hoping for it. So it's something that you don't have yet, but you're hoping for, and it's the evidence of things I, I haven't seen. What does that mean? This evidence of things not seen. Well, if I hadn't seen it, I'm still hoping for it, so there's just nothing there. But it's this evidence of things not seen. Okay? Well, what is evidence? That means something that you can look at and say, there it is. The Bible tells us that, that God, <clears throat> when he created everything, that he had nothing to work with, and he spoke everything that you see. You can read this in chapter 11 later on in the chapter uh, Hebrews 11, that, that when he spoke, he spoke, there was nothing. When he spoke, it turned out to be what you see called creation. Amen? So that's the evidence. That's, he hoped for something. He hadn't seen it, but that evidence is what you see now. So with faith, when we release our faith, and we're primarily talking about healing, you haven't seen it yet. You're hoping to be healed. You haven't seen it. So what is the evidence? God's Word. Here's the evidence. Let me show you God's Word. Let me show you the evidence in God's Word that healing is already there. It's already done. It's already available. Okay? <clears throat> now, so <clears throat> the evidence is the Word. Faith is governed by the knowledge of God's Word. 
Let me say it again. Faith is governed, released, promoted, received, released by God's Word. Okay? You want Scripture? Everybody says yes. We're going to get there in a minute. I don't want to spill the beans out yet. So, <clears throat> let me tie some things together in a moment. So, let me go on here. It says, so where does faith come from? So, where does it come from? Where, where do we get it? Do we, do we have a room in the back of the church that you go and you buy a certain amount of faith? Do, 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 you, do, you, um, do you call upon somebody that's been a Christian for a long time and say, can I borrow some faith? So where do, we, where do we get this faith from? I mean, we know that electricity comes through the power line, but where does it start from? That's a question I don't know yet. Dale? Power plant. Oh, well, I could preach here a minute. Power plant. Some of you need to get connected to a power plant, much like myself. Let's get connected to a power plant. Not connected to me. I need to get connected to a power plant. Okay. So... Where does faith come from? Faith comes through the Word of God. So if faith comes through the Word of God, then faith is governed by your knowledge of the Word of God. If you don't have knowledge of electricity, you walk up there and you grab two wires, the wrong two wires, you will be here next in a little box. Expensive little box. Yeah. you got to have knowledge of what you're dealing with. We get knowledge of faith through the Word of God. Romans 10, 17 says this. So then faith comes by. Is it up here? Yes. And hearing by the. So, so faith is in the Word of God. Your faith, your level of faith can be associated with how much the Word of God you know. My ability to use electricity to my benefit is based on the ability that I know how to handle it. Or you've got to have a good electrician friend. Problem is, your electrician friend gets paid. And you can't pay God. Come on, you got to have knowledge of how he works on your own. And he cannot be formulated and manipulated into him doing what you want him to do. It's in the knowledge of his word, okay? <clears throat> so law number one, that faith comes through the word of God. And that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You've got to get in your word. You've got to stay in your word. The more you know about the word... The, the more your faith will build, the more knowledge you're going to have about faith and the more knowledge you have about Christ and what, he's, what he can do for you, right? <clears throat> let, let me give you, a, uh, um, to prove to you that, that laws work throughout the Bible. What laws govern so many different things in your life. There's a law of sowing and reaping. How many of you know that? Yep. How many of you ever planted, um, how many of you had a chia pet? Some of the older ones, raise your hand. You had a chia pet. Some of you little ones don't even know what I'm talking about. You ordered this thing or somewhere, got it at the checkout stand, 
at the grocery store and you it was fully loaded with seeds of some sort and all you had to do was add water. Right? You could have taken that little cup or bowl or whatever it came in and you could have went home and said, in Jesus' name, I'm going to grow sweet corn. And you could have prayed and you could have believed with all of your heart Sweet corn was coming up out of that chia pit. But when you put it, put water on it and activate it, sweet corn didn't come up. Whatever the seed was that was in there, that's what came up. Whatever that seed was. I don't know what it is, but it was a bunch of them and they were, you know. And so there's a law that governs that. That governs if I plant seed corn, I'm going to get corn. If I plant soybeans, I'm going to get soybeans. If I plant a rose, I'm going to get well, some of y'all catching on. The rest of y'all just slow. Okay. So there's the law that governs. You know, there's the law of salvation. You know, there's laws that govern salvation. John three sixteen, for God so loved the world, right, that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever should not, but have. <clears throat> there's some laws that govern it. The law is, had God not loved the world, there wouldn't have been a Savior, wouldn't have been salvation. Had God not loved the world and sent His Son, you never would have got to the salvation part. Think about this. There had to be some things put in place in order to govern the, the process of salvation. He, Old Testament didn't work. Come on. Do you understand where I'm going to have a main point? Am I doing okay? So you understand that there's laws that govern certain things, all right? Here's law number two. <clears throat> to walk in faith, you must look beyond your current circumstance. Faith is a belief, is a belief that will manifest in the flesh. You may be sick right now in your body. Healing hasn't manifested yet. Faith is a belief, a belief in, in God, in that He can do what He says He can do. Right? If you're believing in other things, it's not going to happen. Faith starts out as a spiritual thing, manifest in a physical thing. You can't see faith. You may see faith? Neither. You don't have it in the box somewhere, do you? It's a spiritual matter in the heart and the mind. It's a spiritual matter that will manifest in the flesh. Okay? That's what faith with, regarding healing is. You have not seen it yet, so whatever you're hoping for can't be in the flesh. You had not seen it. If you could see it, it'd be, you'd have it, right? So it'd be in the flesh. So what you're hoping for, it's a faith, it is a spiritual matter, yet waiting to be manifested in the flesh. I've waited a long time for some manifestations of things, healing-wise, I mean. Some of you waited one month, six months, two years, three years, 20, 30, whatever it is. But I'm going to help you. We're going to, as we learn God's Word, we're going to learn how to, to walk in what God's already provided. <clears throat> now, to walk in faith, you must look beyond your current circumstance. Remember? 
Now look at ele- uh, Hebrews eleven seven. Hebrews eleven seven. By faith, Noah, being divinely warned of things, what? He hadn't seen them. Moved with godly fear, he took action. He did something. Stay with me. I'm not saying that you can go out and do something and formulate it to make it happen. By faith, Noah, being divinely warned of things not seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household by which he condemned the world and became the heir of righteousness, which is according to faith. He started out on a faith walk, a spiritual thing. God spoke to him. Spiritually speaking, God spoke to him and said, build an ark. And he said, what is an ark? They didn't need boats, I don't guess. But what's an ark? And he gave him the specific dimensions for the ark. And he began to build the ark. Why? Because it's going to rain. What's rain? What do you mean rain? What is that? We've been getting everything, the dew and stuff, and the ground watered everything. What is that? Can you imagine? Matina and I were talking about this morning. She said, yeah, but they, they were, she, we were talking about the process. of. Then she said, can, can you imagine the mocking? Oh, yeah. Think about that. I'm going to build an ark. I'd like for y'all to come get on it. A what? An ark, a boat. For what? Well, it's going to rain. What's that? What do you mean? What's it going to do? It's going to flood the earth. Flood the earth. This guy is cuckoo. I mean, you'd go around the next county to keep your kids from going by the boat. Right? So, so, so Noah, by faith, he put action to what God has spoken in his life. All right? Do you know that God has spoke healing into your life? This, just a thought. Just hang on to that. In Psalms 107, verse 20... The Bible says this, that he sent his word and healed them. Uh, in case you're wondering, you are the them. God sent his word and healed them. There's more to the verse. that says, and he delivered them from their destructions. Um, you can do a little study on that. And that talks about the things that bind you, those things that try to destroy you. Maybe a past, maybe an unforgiveness of sin, maybe an addiction, whatever it is, that he's healed you and delivered you from those things. So God's word has already healed you. He, watch, he sent. It's already been done. That's a verb form. It's, it's, it's past tense. It's been done. It doesn't say that he's going to send his word if you stand on one foot, wave your left hand, close your left eye, and jump around three times in a circle. That's not what it says. He sent his word and healed them, period. Well, in this it's a, a comma. There's more to come. But that's all you need to know. He sent his word and healed you. The electricity, let me put it this way, since you get your electricity is at your house. You, you probably, unless you built a new home way out, you probably didn't have to have anybody run the lines to your house that was there when you bought it. 
That was a shouting moment. Let me say it again. When you bought your house, the electricity was probably already hooked up to it. Amen. Anybody ever buy a house that didn't have electricity around to it yet? Yeah. So you bought one, you got no electricity at your house? You had? Yeah, but it was there. It was available. It was available. It was available. I know a lot of people that walk in Christianity and they ain't safe. Because they talk about goofy stuff and crazy stuff. Come on. So, 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 so the electricity is available at the house. You bought it and it was available. You would be an absolute idiot. My wife will say, why did you use that word? She's looking at me right now, isn't she? I like preaching over here better, Andrew. It's further away. I felt the heat. It wasn't the anointing either. It was like, oh, if I get him home. I love you. So, everybody's going to start saying, I want to put one chair away for my wife. Well, here. So, you, I'm already in it, aren't I, David? You're an idiot. <laughs> You're an idiot. If you were to buy a house, know that the electricity's cut on and never use it. Go to your neighbor and say, man, it sure is hot. Man, it's dark in my house. And I mean, man, this is crazy. We don't have any light, and it's so hot when we sleep. And now I'm freezing to death in the winter, and I can't cook. And he says, do you not have electricity? Yeah. Well, cut the switch on. No, I don't want it that bad. Come on, we, 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 we treat the provisions and promises of God the same way. We walk, we say we're a Christian, we walk in Him, we do these things, and we, we're, we're living right next to it. But we don't want it to activate. We don't want to activate everything in, in the life. Here's, why, here's what people would say about the electricity. Well, I don't want to cut it on because it's going to be a, I got to pay a light bill. Mm-hmm. Kind of comes with it. If you want to turn on everything God has in your life, there's a price to pay. Come on. You can't live and shack up with the devil and want God to bless you. You can't do crazy, uh, unbiblical principles and think God's going to do right by you. But I thought he's a loving God. He's not dumb. God won't break the laws that he's put in place. You can pray. I, look, I, 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 me and my son, I can plant soybeans and pray for corn, but that's a dumb idea. But soybeans coming up. I can go buy all the chemical to pray, spray on corn. And, and I can buy all the equipment to pick the corn with. Cut the, but guess what? That's not what's coming up. And we do that so much. We go out and we, we think we, we're praying for this. And we're, and, and, and we're out here buying stuff. And God said, don't do that because you're not getting a corn harvest. You didn't plant a corn harvest. Some of you, you wanting God to move and you want to have big faith, but you ain't planting anything to get faith back. Mm, preacher, you're doing really good. Thank you. So Noah had to move by faith. Many others. What did Abraham do? By faith, 
He took his boy, put some wood on the donkey, took, some, not, took a knife and went yonder, forgot the sacrifice according to Isaac. Daddy, I see the wood and the fire and the donkey, and I see the, everything you got. But where's the sacrifice? Oh, son, the Lord will provide. Some of you, if the Lord has spoke to you, the first thing you would have got was the sacrifice. But by faith, and he went, put Isaac on the altar. You know the story. I was beginning to say, and God provided. Some of you want God to provide before you move in faith. And you say, well, I, I don't know about my faith. I just can't exercise my faith. You didn't do anything. Sometimes you've got to do something, come on, for God's faith to be activated. Sometimes you don't. Oh, that threw you for a ringer, didn't it? I know some people, there was a, uh, in the Bible, there was a young girl that was dying on her deathbed. And the father came and asked Jesus to heal. She didn't exercise her faith. She didn't get him to do she was dead. She was basically dead. Matter of fact, when they got there, all the people were, she's dead. Lazarus didn't exercise his faith, did he? No, he was dead, D-E-A-D, wrapped up. So don't always think, well, if I just release it and do it enough and do this, I'm going to get it. No, no, they don't. You don't have to always activate your faith like that. God can heal. You understand? I know this seems to be confusing. You just need to come for the next several weeks, and I'm going to teach and explain a lot of things. Okay? So let's move on. Oh, Jesus, I've got eight minutes. Seven. I've got to hurry. Law number three. Faith is also governed by how you think. Romans 8, 6. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Now, understand part of this context, it can be viewed in two ways if you study it. It's talking about a spiritual death. To be carnally minded, to live carnally is death. I, I understand that. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. I understand that if you live spiritually, you give your heart to the Lord, you, you will have life and, 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 and peace. I, I understand that. But if you do a study of all of this, you will understand. Watch verse 7. Let me read it now. Because the carnal mind, the carnal mind, is anybody in the carnal in here? Don't be spiritual and say, it's not me. You're, are you in the flesh? Can I at least get more than four people to stick your hands up and say, I'm in the flesh. I'm in the flesh. You, you are in the carnal position, okay? You're in, a, you're in a mortal body right now, okay? You really are, believe it or not. I know some of you 20-year-olds think you're going to live forever. Hang on, keep living. Weight, baldness, blindness. No, I'm kidding. No, no, no. Because the carnal mind... In the flesh is enmity against God. For it is not subject to the law of God. Uh, uh, oh, could, can we say it this way? Because it doesn't have knowledge of God's principles that we find in God's word. Come on. I'm bringing it back around. Stay with me. So, so it says that by, <clears throat> but my mind is enmity. It's at war with, against God. Yeah. 
For it is not subject. It, it doesn't come under that. When, I'm, when I think carnally, when I speak carnal things, uh, negative things, it, it's not subject to this law. Okay, watch. Nor indeed can it be. So with your faith, it's governed by how you think. Now watch this. Romans 12, 2. And do not be conformed to this world. You can be a Christian, have right thinking, love Jesus, worship like nobody's business, read your Bible, quote the Bible chapter by chapter. You, you can do all of those things. And Paul says, watch out because if you're not careful, you'll be conformed to the world. i got to be in one spot to be conformed to another one, right? So he's talking to the church at Corinth, at Corinth, and he's saying, look, be careful. Even though you're a Christian, your mind, because we know earlier in Romans 8, 6, it says it's what? Against God. It's enmity. It's at war. So our minds can be changed, not understand God's principles, and you be a Christian. Watch. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your... Why would he say that? Well, it's in the rest of the verse. Watch. So we need to renew our minds on God's principles, God's word, for this reason. That you, everybody say me, may prove, uh-oh, what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. If you have wrong thinking, you can't prove what is good and acceptable in the perfect will of God. God's will is that you be healed. What did we say earlier? Psalms 107.20. He sent his word and healed you. Healed them. Healed you. If it's not his will, why would he have done that? Hello? Why would God... Why would it not be God's will if he said, I want to heal you, and, but I'm going to send it, but it's not my will. I'm going to send my word, and you're going to be healed, but that's not my will. Well, that's, that's just that's dumb. I had another word there, but she's right there. Does this make sense to you? So what is God's will? There are many things, but one thing we're talking about right now is that you be healed. If you can believe that you're saved. How many of you believe you're saved? I mean, blood bought going to heaven. If Jesus come right now, you drop a heart attack, whatever. You're going to heaven. I'm talking about boom. Last breath here, first last breath there. I mean, you just all excited. We love that, right? Can... can can we get Isaiah 53, 5 up there? Turn in your Bibles. you have your Bibles? Some of you do. Some of you don't. It's on your phones. It's free. Watch this. But he, speaking of Jesus, this is a prophetic word.
600 years roughly. Do you know off the top of your head? 700 uh, before Christ. Pretty good ways. But he was wounded for our transgressions. How many of you ever transgressed? You believe you're forgiven of those if you ask him? Okay, good, good. So we're on the same page. He was bruised for our iniquities. Everybody been in some iniquity before. Some of you are still in it. I mean, no, I'm kidding. Did I say that? No, I'm kidding. You've been in some iniquities? Guess what? He, he took that. You believe that, that, that you're, you're saved of those? Some of you ain't sure. Do you believe that you're saved from your transgressions and iniquities? Iniquities is sin, by the way. You're saying, well, I don't even know what that word means. I don't know. It's sin. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. In other words... Peace is available to you already. How many of you believe that peace is available to you? So you believe that if you ask the Lord to forgive you, your transgressions, and you'll go to heaven. The last part of the verse, it says, and by his stripes we are healed. If you, if you watch it, I want you to pay close attention to what I'm going to say. If you can believe the first part of the verse that you're saved and going to heaven. You got to believe the second part of the verse. Because it's all together. If you, if you say you believe the first. But you don't believe the second. Then you're not going to heaven. Because you don't. Ha- it, it's all. It, you got to have faith for all of it. I, I'm just telling you. It's there. It's been provided. You, you, you don't get to pick and choose what you want. He died for your sins. The, the transgressions and iniquities. The stripes were for your healing. It all happened at the same time within a period of a few hours. Am I making any sense? Am I doing okay? Kyle, am I doing okay? Okay. I like the new people. They'll always agree with you. (laughs) You get one, you get, but you get, if you can believe for one, you can believe for the other. So, So I ask myself a lot of questions. Why? Why is that? I mean, why? You know, because a lot of people say, hey, it's just not for me. I, I, you know, I can pray for other people, but I, uh, I don't know if I'm going to be healed. Why is that? Well, have you, ever, have you ever known anybody that went to heaven and come back? Have you ever seen heaven? Have you ever seen Jesus? Were you there when they crucified him on the cross? Did you see the tomb they put him in? I mean, some of you have been to Israel. You probably have. But, but as a journal, we haven't seen that, really. It's a general rule, right? We hadn't seen it. Did you see him? Did you see him? Did you see them put him in there? Did you see him get out? You mean to tell me you can believe that? And you can't believe that you're healed? Something ain't right with that picture, folks. We need a trip back down to an old-fashioned altar so we can get right with Jesus. I'm just saying that this stuff is available. Healing is available. It was provided for in the atonement if you believe that you're going to heaven you got to believe you that, that you can be healed this stuff's just too simple i gotta hurry and quit let me read 107 again so you can get it psalms 107 verse 20 says and he sent his word and he healed them 
He sent his word and he healed them. If you don't believe that, you just, you just keep reading it over. And he sent his word and he healed them. He sent his word and he healed me. He just sent his word and he healed me. And, and I don't know it, but he just sent his word and he healed me. And he just, just sent his word and he healed me. You may be going through sickness right now. I'm going to tell y'all a secret since it's just us and she ain't in here. She don't like me to call her honey in the church. So I said. <laughs> Can we take just a moment and pray for me today? Because I'm going to need it when I get home. If there's only one pastor next Wednesday. Y'all know what happened to me, okay? <laughs> you may be going through something and you may be sick. You may have a, an ailment, a, a physical ailment that, that, that you say, well, I still got it. Because here's the big thing with people who, who um, say that healing was for them. I mean, if, if, if healing was for them, then, then, then you can't be saved now. Because it's all, like we said, Isaiah 53, 5, it's all in the same one. Um, so you, you may be physically sick, something in your body. You, you may, may be experiencing that right now. And, and, and you may not get instantly healed. There's nothing that says that, you're, that you can be instantly healed. There's nothing that says you can't be either. Okay, we read instances and situations where it, it's, it's right now, some it's tomorrow, whatever. Okay? But here's what we do need to know. That he healed everybody that he touched or spoke to. Everybody that led him, he healed them. Not one incident, incident in Scripture of those who wanted to be healed, they didn't receive it. Not, not one time. Not one time. Boy, that's awesome. So let me, let me finish up but about this faith thing. Faith is governed by your words. Now listen to me when I say this. I am not the person that goes around when someone says, "Hey, um, how's your uh, how's your 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 pancreas doing?" I heard you had pancreatic cancer. Oh, it's gone. I don't have it. In the name of Jesus. And you know you still got it. I am not that kind of person. I'm not the name and claim it. I'm saying you may have it, and you can acknowledge you got it. Well. They say it's still here, but I believe in Jesus for healing. Come on, that, that's the proper response. You know, if you see me and, and I'm dragging my leg, you say, how's that leg? Oh, it's wonderful. You're going to look at me and say, oh, he's been drinking extra communion at their church because that ain't right. Come on. Does this make any sense? There's nothing wrong with acknowledging what's really there. It's how you respond. It's how you talk to what you got. Let me, you, let me show you how to do it. I'm going to tell you why you should say, by his stripes I'm healed. Quote the word. The word was sent and healed you. Not, not a good preacher's uh, three-minute exhortation and got you all worked up and woohoo. 
No, his word healed you. Not a preacher, not the guy on the end of the pew or the woman on the other end of the pew. His words healed you. You don't have to have anybody pray for you to be healed. That's a shocker. But many times that is the case, and that's okay. It's not how you get it. It's just that you got it. Watch this, Proverbs 18.20. This is how you should respond. Faith is governed by your words. A man's stomach shall be satisfied from the fruit of his mouth, uh, the produce, what comes out. A man's stomach, stomach right there means that inner part that's life, that's who you are, that's your core, okay? A man's stomach shall be satisfied from the fruit of his mouth, from the produce, what, of his lips, he shall be filled. If you speak that you're healed, the produce of your lips, and you get that in your spirit, and you start telling your body from a spiritual viewpoint, hey, it's time for you to start lining up. This thing has to go, whatever it is you're doing, it's got to leave. Jesus healed me through his word. Only speak his word. Don't speak what sounds good. Come on. Don't, Don't speak some junk. Speak his word. Get in God's word and say, wait a minute now. He sent his word to heal me. So i got to speak his word. Because what comes out of my mouth is going to be the produce that fills me up. Produce means, if you look it up, means a vegetable, meat kind of thing. So that's what's going to sustain you. That's what's going to keep you. That's what you're going to live on. And so if you say, yep, I've got it. I tell you what, woe is me. I tell you, they, they say they're going to have to take my leg off. I guess I'm just going to get ready. I'm going to go buy some crutches. I already got the carpenter coming to widen the doors because I'm going to be in a wheelchair. I just know it. I just know it. They're coming over next week and lowering the counter so I can get my wheelchair under it. Praise the Lord. But I have faith. Faith what? That you're going to cut your leg off? Because this is where we're going. Come on, this is just good stuff. Instead, we should say, yeah, I'm hurting like the devil. My leg bothers me or my arm or whatever it is. I, 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 yeah, it may be, may be bothering you. But God's Word says, by stripes I'm healed. God's word says in, in, in Peter that in 224 says that that I am healed. I, I well, you were healed. We got to start speaking those. I feel like terrible right now, but I'm going to release my faith. I'm going to take these laws that govern faith. I'm going to speak correctly. Let's go back through them real quick, and I'm going to let you go. We, we're we're going to that faith. We're going to get in God's word. Read God's Word. It, it, it is, it's in His Word. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the... You need faith to be healed? Get in God's Word. Come on. That's number one. Number two is that to walk in faith, you must look beyond your circum, current circumstance. Noah did. Abraham did. If you read uh, chapter 11 of Hebrews, you'll see so many. And matter of fact... He says that there's so many that I can't, I can't even write them all down. That so many people walk by faith first. Come on. They exercised it before it happened. And number three is 
Faith is governed by how you think. Change the way you think, change the way you live. Come on. Change the way you think, you'll change the way you live. And fourthly, faith is governed by your words. What you think, what you speak. Faith is governed. Faith is released by those things. It's time that the church of Jesus Christ starts saying, I'm going to walk in everything God has for me. We got more sick people in the church than we do out there. And we have available to us the very thing that could heal us. But we have, listen to me because I love you. We have such shallow knowledge of God's word that we don't, most of us don't even know it's available. There's been a teaching for years that said healing is not for you. At past with with the disciples and apostles. Please show me that in the word of God. Will you stand with me?